When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Late Night Drive. I hope you had a great week, but if you didn't, you're in the right place. I can't wait to hang out with you. Today, we have an amazing guest, somebody I'm so excited to have here, somebody that has supported me and been there for me and been just such like a great friend and who is also incredibly talented and wonderful. And I'm really happy to have her here. So everybody, give a, a warm Late Night Drive welcome to my girl, Hannah Burner. Oh my God, you're going to make me cry. That was so sweet. But also, I'm just so fucking proud of you. And I'm like everyone else. I'm like a fan. I'm like, when is she dropping the new pod? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me for the last year and a half. When am I dropping the new pod? Look, it takes time to manifest. It doesn't just, you can't just create greatness in a second, you know? (laughs) (laughs) That's what they say. Okay, well, question one was, what's your name? But we already did that. But if you Mm want to give like a middle name or anything like that. Hannah Lucy Burner. Lucy, I didn't know that. I know. I actually love my middle name more than my first name, but that's my own problems that I have to deal with. I like my middle name more than my first name, too. I think I might name my daughter my middle name. Lucy? Yeah, that's Guys always name their kids by their first name. And you notice women don't do that, which is not okay we don't don't. and why don't we we should why don't we because when men do it it's proud when women do it we're narcissistic bitches narcissistic Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're cunts (laughs) but lucy's a cute name like lucy's a great name for a kid my middle name is kate kate and i i always wanted to be kate more than more than ellie i feel like Lucy on you would be like too cute like you're ready of too much cuteness mm. it'd be cuteness overload but Kate is that. a vibe for you I think I see Kate totally you could totally. start going as like E.K. Schnitt <laughs> <laughs> I write I have my middle initial like whenever I sign my name well what's so funny is like I always planned like if I ever became like an actor or became famous in any way and like when I got married or whatever that I would like completely change my name but then I gained a following <laughs> at the age of 20 and I didn't have time. <laughs> it wasn't on purpose. Yeah, you now didn't I'm get to think stuck it with this shit. <laughs> yeah, no pun intended. Schnip. And yet pun intended. Mm-hmm. So, Hannah, what do you do for the people who don't follow you? I'm a podcaster, stand-up comedian, <laughs> content creator, recovering reality TV personality, <laughs> cat lover, mm. nap lover, and mental health advocate. She's multifaceted. (laughs) (laughs) She has so many sides. Oh, God. Yeah, I deal with my multiple personalities all day long, so (laughs) we'll enjoy them today. Well, Hannah, what is your relationship status? Oh, my God. So weird. I'm engaged. Ah! Wait, show me your ring. So weird. I know you guys can't see it, but oh, my God. (laughs) So beautiful. I joke that I literally was kind of single, and then one day I just got engaged, but it happened. That's kind of how it felt. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it did feel like that. You know, what's so funny, the last time you were on my podcast, you hadn't even met him. <gasps> oh my God. Isn't I mean, that weird? We yeah. go so way back, me and you. I know. And it's, it's so beautiful in so many ways because I feel like we've met each other also in a lot of changing times in our lives. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, somehow I'm engaged. I wasn't ever someone who like really cared about marriage or thought I would meet a person during quarantine. But I did, and I kind of just went with my gut. Uh, That's a great thing to do. I feel like that's all you can do, because love doesn't make Mm -hmm. a lot of sense logically. So No. We communicate with tweets, as you guys know. And one (laughs) of my first tweets that I did about anxiety was like, do I like him? Does he give me butterflies or is it just anxiety? And I recently saw a tweet where it's like, we're we're told to like trust our gut. But it's like, I'm lactose intolerant. Like, I have all these issues. Like, my gut has issues. Um, So it is way more complicated than that. But I feel like that was the easiest thing to say in this kind of speed fire round that I'm elongating every answer. That's okay. That's because you're a good podcaster. You know how to elongate. (laughs) I'm like, yes, 
no. And you're like, bitch, that's not helping. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, some people would do that. That's why mm. you're a good guest. Thank you, babe. All right. What is one thing you've made, one piece of content or something you've done that you are the proudest of? Ooh, <laughs> I'm most proud of the fact that I started putting my stand up comedy on my TikTok, I think, because it's Whoa. I started tweeting a lot back in the day. I was a comedy video producer. Then I started podcasting. I, I dated com stand up comics. I did reality TV, but I never knew I wanted to be a stand up comic. And there's a lot of judgment that comes with it. But it's like anything creative where once you admit you want to do it, it's the the rest is a lot easier. Like the hardest thing is to yeah, be like, I want to be a creative. So once I started doing it, I was loving it in person, but I was so afraid to like put it on the internet because the internet is, is super scary. And I realized I, I'd get, I get most hate from men who were like, female comedians aren't funny. And I feel, <laughs> I don't feel anything when that happens. I just feel sadness no. that there's still like sexism in the world. But I'm like, this isn't for you. Or it is, but you can't appreciate how it's like making fun of you. And this is like, have a good sense of humor, you know? So I'm proud of myself for having belief in myself, um, despite people maybe not believing that I could and just putting it out there and being like, oh, the hardest part is just like your own fears. I'm proud of you too, because TikTok is the meanest place <laughs> on the entire internet. So <laughs> I could literally never do that. I have a whole bit about how I think TikTok is actually a cult where Gen Z's are communicating with each other through dance moves to overtake everyone <laughs> <laughs> and how like they survive Tide Pods we'll and they're completely yeah it. and we're just like they're cute right and I'm like no like Dixie D'Amelio is <laughs> going to be president and it's all going to go downhill from there even though we love Dixie um but yeah we don't fully understand that it's weird that there's so many generations on this one platform and there's weird interactions on it for sure there's weird energy on it. And <laughs> yeah. if you get into the wrong, wrong like section, like you're fucked for a week. Oh, my God. I got. Yeah. But the way you have to tell yourself when sometimes I, it's like you hit the wrong algorithm, like suddenly like a bunch of just like angry Republicans are on my page. I just think it's great engagement. Yeah. It's great engagement. Let them fight it out. Just look at the comments. It's the weight of the comments, not what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great because that is something we're kind of going to talk about a little bit later. Mm -hmm. And if I was a better podcaster, I would find a way to segue into that now. But I'm not going to do that. I'm going to no, go into my questions. No, we're just going to tease. We're going to breadcrumb. We're teasing. <laughs> All right. Number five. Who is your biggest inspiration? Oh, my gosh. I think my biggest inspiration. One of my biggest inspirations is my Nana. She's my grandma on Instagram at Nana Still Got It. And she's inspiring <laughs> to me because when she was like 17, she wanted to go. She's from Brooklyn, New York. She wanted to go to college to be an artist. And her dad like basically cried and was like, you need to get married. <laughs> and she got married and had a wonderful family and was a great housewife. And now later in life, she's become like an Instagram person and she's incredible. But she's inspired me because I really she's so smart. She's so funny. She's so stylish and she's so self-aware. And she's inspired me to be like, I'm lucky to be in this generation of women that we can be rogue. And like my dad didn't cry when I told him, like, I want to be a tennis player. <laughs> I want to go to college. So she's been very inspiring because I know that she's part of what makes me me. And she had to sacrifice things that I didn't. That's really beautiful. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I think my parents did cry a little bit when I was like, I'm going to be a podcaster. But <laughs> no, the sentiment stands. You're like, I'm an author. Just it's like 100 characters and below. <laughs> yeah, like I'm, I'm a writer. Um, <laughs> OK, what is your favorite meme or viral TikTok sound, et cetera, et cetera, right now? Uh, well, we I'm actually so over on Cut Gems, but. <laughs> For a second, I realized that I have this, the same like skin tone and I kind of look like Julia Fox a little bit where when yeah, I you have put a, the makeup on. Vibe. Thank you. So I, I, I was having fun impersonating her, but that was before it got really viral. And then once it got viral, I was over it. So TikTok is like you love something one day and then the next day you're like, if I hear that fucking thing one more time, I'm going to blow my brains <laughs> out. So that's my current mood. Is you're not into anything because you got over Uncle Joms. Yeah, I got over Uncle Joms. Uh. And now you're looking for your next Uncle Joms. You know what I mean? Things like that. Exactly. Things like that. My next muse. Things like that. My muse. <laughs> you don't know what I still will say muse. it. I'll be like sitting in my apartment, like doing absolutely nothing and just Uncle Joms. <laughs> like, like, who am I talking to? <laughs> That's what living alone is like. I think it's also 
all of us when we're drunk and being like super girly with our friends we all sound like that so everyone can do it like when I'm my most annoying that's just me (laughs) that is she and she's brave for sounding like that sober because like I know I sound like that when I'm being the worst (laughs) or when you're in the bathroom you're just like you look so gorgeous and I'm like who who am I that's not me (laughs) she said she was come from yeah she said she was high but like when I'm high I just am eating and scared so when I'm (laughs) yeah when I'm high I turn into a log like I will just sit there like don't touch me I feel (laughs) like when you're high you just have to like shut all the lights and you put your candle on and then you're just sifting through your playlist to be like what is the mood what is the mood I will go to bed like and and so I'm not like the person you want to smoke with at a party unless you want to see me take a nap on the couch oh no I'm known (laughs) for ruining parties when I'm high because I get super scared I'm always like do you guys did you is my face that round do you think my face is round have you all been thinking that this whole time and no one told me my face is round? <laughs> Fuck you guys. Like, I, I'll I ruin used to shit. be like kind of like a smoker. And then I had one experience where it was like I had a little bit too much and I couldn't talk for 45 <laughs> minutes. But I thought but I thought I was dying. I thought I was dying, but I couldn't talk. And so in my head, I'm just sitting there with my eyes wide like this, like because I was trying to communicate with my eyes that I thought I was dying because I couldn't talk. <laughs> Wait, no, that's that will traumatize you for life. And I was like, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm and then done. one I'm of good. my friends, she was doing real drugs like acid, but she told me she has mm. an experience that she'll flash back to all the time. And it's like stuck in her brain. And I was like, absolutely not. No, thank you. And no. I'm 30 now. So I'm like, why try it? Because best case scenario, <laughs> then I like acid and then I do acid. So and then you do acid. Yeah, yeah I guess I think about that with other drugs, like all drugs, maybe mm-hmm. like if I knew I only had like 12 hours to live, I absolutely would try math. Like easily. (laughs) I always think about old people. I'm like, give them heroin. Yeah, what do they have to do? What's the worst that's going to happen? They're going to die? Yeah, they know they're dying. Let Queen Elizabeth try math. (laughs) Oh my God, Queen Elizabeth just goes on a like rager. bender. (laughs) Full drug bender. Just partying. And I bet she would be so fun. She's had to be so proper her whole life. Give her some heroin. She deserves it. Yes, just put her in a club. Not that I condone, you know, drug use. No, we don't condone drugs. Drug Obviously, use at all, except for Queen Elizabeth. Is hard, but she can do it because she's on her deathbed. Yeah, yeah. You know. Okay, keep going on tangents. That's my bad. Hot mm. takes, not your bad. Okay, number seven. This is really important. If you were an animal, which animal would you be and why? Not your favorite. Which would you be? So I clearly spend too much time on TikTok, but I saw this question in a way that it was like, name an animal, name another animal, name another animal. It's like the first animal is how you want people to see you. The second one is like how you feel about yourself or like it said something like that. But long story short, I want to be a tiger. Like tigers, I feel Mm. like are beautiful and strong. Yeah. And they're powerful. They have a sensual energy for sure. Yeah, like they're not just powerful. They're also just like they're sleek and cool Mm. and interesting and they know things. But I, I think in real reality, I'm I'm more like a house cat where like I'm too anxious okay. to go outside. But like I'm still <laughs> <laughs> I still can like swat a flea, you know? Yeah, no, totally. I feel like you're somewhere in between. Like maybe maybe we're not a, like a big cat, mm-hmm. but not a house cat, like a medium cat. Like a, what are those things called? Like a lynx? Oh, yeah, I'll take a lynx. <laughs> I, I do. I have been. Tr- I'm kind of like a cat missionary. I've been trying to normalize people liking cats and enjoying cats because I think they're really good for your mental health I think they are you know I want one I mean okay yes I've known that and I didn't want (laughs) to pressure you but like I'm currently working on like four other friends too just like sending them links to rescue centers (laughs) it's it really the only issue that I have is my apartment is just so small and I can't have an apartment that smells like cat I just couldn't do it yeah some people are worried about that I need better ventilation I just don't love the cat hate I say it's like bad cat PR (laughs) like there's not enough good movies about cats like dogs have the puppy bowl Marley and me all that shit and cats (laughs) well poor Taylor Swift was part of the worst cats movie ever and we forgive her for that oh I forgot about cats I know everyone tried tried to to. anyway except when you get high it comes back and you're like why did this happen (laughs) okay when I watched cats I watched it over FaceTime with a man Mm -hmm. and that'll ruin it both well first of all yeah (laughs) second of all we both thought okay we were like watching on FaceTime so we both like 
turned the audio down so it wouldn't ruin the audio for the other person. Mm -hmm. And we only realized this way after the fact that we had sat for three hours and silently watched Cats. (laughs) And it's at no point can you be like... Shoot, are you jo- enjoying this? Is this fun? You're just like, I think he's liking <laughs> like, it. No one's enjoying it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I also, I, it's hard to do things like that with men because if you don't end up Ugh. with them long term, they ruin the experience for you. Like, you can't listen to songs, <laughs> you can't listen to certain yeah. movies or go to certain places because you're like, oh, that was fucking Jeremy and I when he was being a dick. Jeremy. Well, we did date for eight months, but you know, it's not like I was going to go back and watch Cats. So Honestly, okay. no one should. No one should ever. Okay, so which animal did you settle on? A lynx. Okay. Do you think you could take a lynx in a cage match? Oh, n- <laughs> no, because I could never hurt a lynx. <laughs> no, I don't mean morally. Again, I do not mean morally, ethically. I just mean like, what if it was like, Hannah, like, I'm going to kill you. And it said that it, with its cat mouth. I think would you do it? That's how I want to die. It? I want to <laughs> die at the hands of a lynx and then come back to life as another lynx and live my cat days out for the rest of my life. You um, are the second person who was like, that's that's how I would want to go then. If, if, <laughs> if that animal wants to kill me, then I deserve it. <laughs> I mean, that's a way cooler story than like, oh, I started getting this lump and then like 10 oh, years Hannah. later. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry, that got really dark, but I feel like your audience can handle. <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to the gynecologist tomorrow and now I'm worried. <laughs> Get checked. Get checked. Get checked, ladies. Mm-hmm. And, and gentlemen, you know, gentlemen. feel your parts, balls, whatever you've got. Mm-hmm. Feel them all. Yep. I lost the Google Drive. Oh, okay. Number nine. What is one piece of advice you wish everyone could hear? Oh, <laughs> that's loaded. <laughs> Like one sentence, simple advice. One simple advice, I'd say. This is a Jewish proverb. (laughs) Okay. I think right now with Instagram and social media, everyone's comparing themselves. But comic Mike Feeney told me this quote that I love. And it's, everyone is like popcorn. Even though it's the same temperature, we're all going to pop at different times. That is beautiful. I would get that on a throw pillow. Hell yeah. Yeah. I think it's important because if you can just trust that you're on your path and you focus on you and how your life is supposed to be, it, I think, will solve a lot of just like nagging anxiety that you don't need in your life. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're on the same ride, but we're on different, you know, parts of the ride, theoretically. Exactly. And you don't ever really know what other people are going through or how they got to where they went. Mm. I think a lot of anxiety and depression comes from the stories we're telling ourselves that are storylines that aren't necessarily reality. Definitely. That's great advice, Hannah. Oh, thank, thank you, you for that. And number 10, the most important question, obviously, how was your weekend? My weekend was kind of wild. I was in Miami. Oh, yeah. really? <laughs> oh. How? Dolly. <laughs> I went to Miami, Miami, the 305. <laughs> and <laughs> did you see Pitbull? I had a show. I always think about Pitbull. I had a show <laughs> there, but this is how tired I am. I did not leave my mm-hmm. hotel room the next day. Like, it's beautiful Miami. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be out here trying to make people jealous. I was traveling Miami. I got up. I had to do two podcasts. I was answering emails. I went outside once and it was shady. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to be around people right now. And I don't want to wear pants. So I'm going back in bed. And I'm and people judge me. But you know what? However you feel that day, you got to. I'm working on just allowing myself to do what I want to do. I am not judging you. And I went to Miami and sat in a hotel room. <laughs> I think that I love hotels so much. I love hotels. Like, I love hotels. If I could do one thing every weekend, it would be just like get a different hotel room and just like live the life of luxury for one night. And like, I'm not a rock star. Like, I'm not wrecking my hotel, but like, I could just leave food out and I know it's going to get cleaned up. My fiance jokes how like when you're at your own place, like you'll sleep in your own sheets for whatever. But I would tell if they don't change it, you're like, I cannot sleep in this mess. (laughs) And it's like, oh, now now you're Queen Elizabeth (laughs) because you're at a Westin. (laughs) Calm down. (laughs) You're at the Comfort Inn and Suites in San Antonio, Texas. Like, let's calm down. (laughs) You're at a double tree. You got one cookie and now you think you deserve the world. (laughs) You got a little thing of the water that they put out with some lemons in it. Lemon water. That shit. 
Okay. I like the lobby water. Game changer. And then occasionally they do, they do the strawberry cucumber and you know that mm. they care about you. That's the one. Mm-hmm. That's the one. I feel like I'm so thirsty at hotels too, though. <laughs> like I get dehydrated at hotels for some reason. Like I know they do this on purpose. There is not enough water at hotels. No. And then they, they have like, the really expensive water bottles. They don't let you drink water. And then you're so desperate. You're so thirsty. It's two in the morning. You don't want to drink the sink water. And you're like, fine, I'll pay $4.50 for this Fiji or water like, bottle. You're like, do I just put this coffee thing together and drink that as liquid and get hyped up? <laughs> I also like it because you don't, you can't actually sit anywhere. Like no one sits in the actual hotel chair. That's just there mm-hmm. to be there. So it's yeah. normalized. And then I also like to watch cable. I feel like it's it's like when else it's would you watch cable? So I'll watch like Beat Bobby Flay and like things you'd watch as a kid Ugh. or the old <gasps> murder document. Bobby Flay's hot, right? Is that what you're going to say? So yeah. hot. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> I saw it in your eyes. But I'm like a Food Network hoe. Like <gasps> so I like am I. like chops. I'm obsessed. Yes. I mean, okay, so I have this I have like Fubo, like the it's like yes. you just like kind of like cable basically. Mm-hmm. I split it with Caucasian James. <laughs> you follow him on Twitter. <laughs> and the only reason I got it is yeah, the only reason I got it is to watch Food Network mm-hmm. and The Bachelor. And it's the best arrangement ever. He watches the sports, I watch the Food Network and The Bachelor and I was just We're basically a couple. Yeah, that, that's like it's like all you need is insurance and then you guys have a beautiful like <laughs> marriage. I would marry him for like the tax purposes, like for sure. I also think that the Food Network is the only channel that like isn't toxic. Cuz if you think about it, even like HGTV, they're all like getting divorced I, and like you know, who knows if the people can even afford the houses that they make for them afterwards. That's true. And I and they lie. Yeah, and obviously everything else is toxic. You can't watch the news, you can't watch Bravo without being toxic. And we love toxic, but The Bachelorette, don't get me started. But Food Network, they are such a happy little community. Will there probably be a documentary out in 10 years showing, you know, the things that really happened in the background of Chops? Maybe. But for now, it's Maybe. just it's innocent. It's beautiful. And it's like the original ASMR, I feel like. It's, it's very soothing to watch people who know what they're doing. And then through osmosis, I feel like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, I'll be like, uh, a remoulade on that? What are you talking about? <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like barely I'm like using gloves to touch raw chicken because I'm scared of it. (laughs) Also, how they describe everything like it's literally just chicken on a salad. And they're like this, (laughs) this what is what is it called when they undo it? Like it's ripped apart. Oh, it's deconstructed. Deconstructed chicken breast. (laughs) Yeah, I do that every night. I make a little deconstructed chicken breast <gasps> barbecue sauce on it. Oh my god, it's a frisé. Uh, yeah, the words they use make me really happy. <laughs> what's but what's the one show that's like really unhinged? Guys Grocery Games is pretty unhinged, yeah. but what's the one where they're just like straight up mean to them? They like bully them. Alton Brown, yes, I think hosted. it's called like Fire in the Kitchen or something. I don't know what it's called. Where, uh, chef, I don't know. Torture or Hell, I don't know. Yes. They are so mean to them. Hell's Kitchen. That that is no, oh, that's that Gordon Ramsay. That, that is was, to- that's but that is not the Food Network. The Food Network would not no. allow that. However, I I love Gordon Fuck, Ramsay. You know what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Because I, I used to watch it and it made me laugh just because. Yeah, they would make them cook in like a little clown car yeah, or something. And you're like, they're not actually How? saying they're bad chefs. They're just like, can you cook this upside down and blind? And then when they do it badly, they're like, <laughs> you suck. And then you're like, How this is dare ridiculous. You? <laughs> but I, I would watch Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares. Because it was like my thing Ooh, to make myself that's feel tough good. tough to watch. It was, but it's, if yeah. you watch it, it's like The Bachelor. It's the same formula where he goes in and they're always like, my food's amazing. Like somewhere in England or something. <laughs> and then he's like, was that an English <laughs> My food's amazing. <laughs> that's Southern. <laughs> my food's amazing. <laughs> it's pretty close. Yeah, I'm from England <laughs> and food's so good. <laughs> I love this deconstructed chicken. <laughs> chicken. But he's always like, okay, I'm going to order the shrimp. And then he eats and he's always like, was this made in the microwave? And then they cut back and it's clearly the person putting in the microwave. And they're like, I don't I don't know, chef. And he's like, where's your microwave? And you're like, got him. Got him. Don't lie to Chef Ramsay. He's actually on TikTok. I can't watch it. It really stresses me out. Like it, it like really upsets me. I'm like, that's their life work. Oh, him tearing down a small business on average yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Like. <laughs> 
we have so few small businesses that are thriving right now post pandemic. Like it's it's tough to watch. I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> Just give them a PPE oh, loan and shut up, Ramsey. <laughs> So, so there's our weekend update, I guess. Yeah. You were in Miami and you watched cable in the hotel room. Yeah. Not a bad weekend. Solid. Uh, pretty good one, mm-hmm. to be honest. Thank you. I'll give you that. All right. Well, we have a great episode today that I'm really excited to get into. Two DMs that are going to be really fun. We are going to talk about dating and physical chemistry. And we're also going to talk about public persona versus private persona, mm. sort of. I don't know. I got two really interesting DMs I think Hannah will be really good to help me with. But yeah, let's get into that. Yay! You are illuminating. I don't really care about the people in the bar line. I don't really mind all the who goes through stage. There are some stories about my mom's life that I truly never get tired of hearing. From hilarious to heartfelt, tear-jerking to plot-twisting, her retelling of events always brings me joy. Just in time for Mother's Day, I found the perfect gift that captures all her stories for my family forever. It's called StoryWorth. StoryWorth helps you preserve precious memories and stories from your mother for years to come. Here's how it works. Each week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question that you get to help pick. Like, how do you want to be remembered? Or, what was it like when you first learned how to ride a bike? StoryWorth makes the writing process a breeze. All your loved one needs to do is respond to that email with the story. Long or short, it doesn't matter. You'll be emailed a copy of your loved one's response as they're submitted over the course of the year. You'll get to enjoy their retelling of the stories you already knew or be surprised by stories you've never heard before. After a year of fun, StoryWorth compiles your loved one's stories and photos into a beautiful keepsake hardcover book that you'll be able to share and revisit for generations to come. I lost three of my four grandparents by the time I was six years old, so knowing that my future children and grandchildren would be able to get to know my parents on a personal level means everything to me. Families love StoryWorth. That's why it has more than 25,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot, with millions of stories preserved since they were founded over 10 years ago. Give all the moms in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash Ellie. That's storyworth.com slash Ellie to save $10 on your first purchase. Late Night Drive with Ellie and Michaela is brought to you by BetterHelp. Um, so I love therapy. I have always been a huge advocate for therapy. I've been seeing my therapist for gosh, going on six years now. So she's basically like a homie, less of a therapist, more of a pal. Just kidding. She actually is really, really good at her job. And I have benefited immensely from therapy. I literally feel like I wouldn't be the woman that I am today if I didn't have therapy as a resource. I think it's so good to help you work through not only like your daily problems and, you know, your work issues or your friend issues, your relationship issues, but also like work through things that have been patterns in your life that maybe you've identified but don't really know how to fix or things like phobias, anxieties, things that you feel like you have a lack of control over. Therapy can be really helpful in making you feel like you do actually have control because you have more control than you think that you do. But I know that it is not easy for everybody to access therapy. And that's why I love today's sponsor, BetterHelp, because uh, I mean, there are states in America even where there's like two therapists that take insurance, you know, like it's really, really important to have access to mental health and not everybody does. And BetterHelp makes it super, super easy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give it a try. It is entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest, whatever it is, with BetterHelp. <laughs> Visit betterhelp.com slash LND today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash LND. Okay, so our very first DM of the day is from a girl named Rachel, and she said, How do you feel about going on a date with a guy who you get along with really well, but you don't have that instant sexual chemistry on the first date? Mm. Thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. I have I have conflicting feelings about this actually mm-hmm. because some part of me feels like if you have like a really instant sexual thing on the first date and like you literally want to like rip his clothes off that might be more of an infatuation. Yep. I- I'm not saying you should be sitting across from him and be repulsed, but like I remember the guy that I'm seeing right now, our first date was like a coffee date, which is like the least sexual thing you can do with anybody. Mm-hmm. 
And it's not that I was like, oh, I want to have sex with him right now. But I was definitely sitting there thinking like, okay, I would kiss him. Okay, he's ha- he's attractive. Okay, yeah, like, like I like what he's got going on. Being sexually attracted does not guarantee that there's a good relationship there, for sure. Agreed. How, how, however, however, I've done the thing where you're like, I love being with this man. Like, I just love being with him. I love how we laugh together. I just, I feel safe mm-hmm. with him. I've tried that twice. And there will always be a moment when a hot man will walk by and you will be like, damn, I wish I was fucking that guy. <laughs> okay. And I agree with you. Like, it just. And I'm not saying. In your life, you will always have other sexual attractions, but you're going to always feel like you're kind of missing something where I do think sexual attraction eventually changes over time in a long term relationship. Like it's not the same, but you still have that gut of like, I like that this man is attracted to me and I'm attracted to him, even though it changes. And I think if in the beginning, you're, it's not like fiery, then yeah. that shit is going to be slow. Okay. So she hasn't, it sounds like she hasn't gone on a date with this person yet. She just like really likes talking to him mm-hmm. and isn't sure if there's a sexual connection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some people say if the you've kiss. known, yeah, the kiss, I think it can grow over time. I don't think it's always like a, My, but I, yeah, I feel weird about it. Ellie, there are, yeah. what, three, four billion men in this world. Why settle for a guy <laughs> that you're like messaging a podcast if you should fuck him or not? Okay, that's a great point. <laughs> and I know that sounds super intense and mean. But no, like, but it doesn't. Girl, we don't have time for this shit. If you're so not attracted to him that you're like anxious, tearing your hair out and DMing me about it. Like, yeah, maybe he's not a boyfriend, you know. And also, sometimes it is attractive when you know that he's attracted to you. But sometimes those mm-hmm. are the ones that fuck you up. Those are the ones where you're like, oh, I'll put my guard down because he's so into me. And he's is lucky to even be talking to me because he low-key looks like a mole rat. And the next thing you know, he's not texting <laughs> you back and you lose your fucking mind for three months. So get ahead of that. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 we've all been there. I we're, think we've we, all been you there. You feel like you're like, doing him a favor and then he breaks up with you and you're like, um. And then he goes to you and you're like, pardon? Like, s- I'm like, you live pardon? with your mom. You can't, this isn't, what the fuck just happened? The tables turn. But I, I don't know. Like, I think there's a difference between like, mm, I don't know how to say this because I think you should definitely, if you're dating somebody and, you know, if you're going on a date with someone, you should maybe have a thought in your head. Like, yeah, like I would kiss him. Mm-hmm. I find him attractive. Mm-hmm. I find these things about him attractive. Mm-hmm. I don't think I always know on the first time I meet someone if I want to have sex with them, but I always know if I'm like attracted to them and if I like see something there. That's a really good point. I mean, first dates, I am petrified to kiss anyone. Like kiss ex- first kiss anxiety is so real because you're like, am I sweaty? Like, am I hydrated enough? Is my breath bad? Weird, Do I like, smell weird? Yeah, yeah, like I just ate garlic deconstructed chicken like is this gonna work (laughs) so there's I've definitely like not kissed a lot of guys but doesn't mean I'm not attracted to them it's like my own insecurities but to bring up like my fiance for example yeah I once had a psychic tell me that the man I'm gonna be with is not who I'm typically attracted to and I was like oh no is he short like what's happening even though we (laughs) we love a short king but I was it's more about the energy you know you want that like not short energy of insecurities but anyway I digress my fiance is 45 and he has gray hair and the oldest guy I'd ever been with before was 36. And there was a moment where I was like talking to him on the first day. I was so into him. I thought it was so cute, but I was like, what if I'm not attracted to him? And it feels like yeah. he's so much older and it feels weird. And there was a moment that I felt that. And then I, but I like was attracted enough to keep going. So there's insecurities that can happen, but you know, deep down, Yeah, you have to, like you said in the beginning, like you do have to kind of trust your gut because if your gut is telling you, I do not want that man anywhere near any part of my body, I don't know that that's going to go away. If you have the ick before he even did anything ick worthy, girl. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think that that's going to go away. And the beginning (laughs) is the physically hottest time. Like I do think later on sex feels super safe and comfortable and that's a beautiful physical connection that Mm -hmm. like evolves. But in the beginning, it's that freaky like I I just love his 
freaky pheromones yeah. and you've, you've filled in all the like gaps. You don't know the things Can't that annoy you yet. Can't keep your hands to yourself. Yes. And like, I'll say this, there's almost like a build up to it. Like mm. um, maybe on the first date, you're like, he's really hot. Like, I really want to see where this goes, but maybe we're not. And then second date, you're like, oh yeah, like I definitely like, definitely want to, you know, hook up with him. And then you do. And then from there on, it's like, fuck, yes, hell yeah, let's go. Like, it should feel like that. And there's also guys that, like, I've been attracted to. And then you kind of, like, hang with them. You don't really like how they are in the bedroom or you actually don't really like their pheromones. You don't really like how they even just, like, touch. I don't know. There's something and you lose attraction. That's okay too. I think, yeah, I think sexual attraction and love are similar in the sense that there is this kind of... um intangible thing Mm. like there's no real way to you can't like intellectualize yourself into falling in love or being attracted to somebody you can't be like but he's so nice and he's so great and I should want this my mom said to me once because I went on a date with this guy and I just wasn't feeling it but I texted my mom and I was like mom I don't get what happened he's so nice to me he really likes me I don't know why I'm not interested in him I don't know why I'm not attracted to him and she's like have I not taught you by this point in your life that there is so much more a man should be than nice and likes you that's the least he should be you can't like will yourself into wanting something that you don't want and know that there's so many people that are gonna like you in your life and that can't be the main thing we yeah don't put the bar so low and also I feel like a lot of girls sometimes just need to do it for them like Date the guy who on paper is everything you thought you wanted from like yeah. a Disney movie. Like he's rich. He's smart. He has a great job. Whatever. He's whatever you're into. His blue eyes. Do it. And then realize that it's an X factor. It's not about the list it that is. you curated in your head when you were 16. 16. <laughs> from watching one rom-com. Oh, and like honor your feelings. Like just like let them be there. Like don't beat yourself up because you don't want to fuck this guy. That's okay. You know how many people I don't want to fuck? Like most. <laughs> to the point that you're like, am I gay? Am I gay? <laughs> <laughs> I've had those moments where like there are so many men I'm disgusted by. I'm like, do I not like men? Is this just me? Uh, or uh, just God. And like, yeah, sexual attraction. It's a mystery. One time I was literally on top of a guy like having sex with him and I looked down at his like closed eye like sex face <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, I can never see you again. Like, I'm out. I'm out. Close for business. Oh, my God. I love that ick story. I also been working on this thing that I think is important for the single ladies who are listening and the non-single ladies (laughs) is the concept of decentering men from your life. I think Mm -hmm. if we're always putting them as like if you're with someone, it's it symbolizes you're doing well and it's successful. Then you abandon yourself sometimes and start dating someone because they like you or like start being with someone you're not completely into because you're like, oh, but at least I'm with a man. And I think it's important. Even I'm getting married and it's like the biggest celebration a woman has in her life. And I'm like, that's actually like the least impressive thing I've ever done. Yeah, I'll say this. You are not one of those people who is posting a countdown to your wedding, but it goes down every day. I had a friend, not a friend, but a girl I knew in college who I swear to God, it was every day, three months to the wedding. And then after the wedding, it was every single day was a new picture from the wedding. To this day, they've been married now two years. It's still happening. It was the biggest thing that ever happened in her life. And that's great. If she's really in love and really happy and this was like the best day of her life, that's fantastic. But it's like... But it does put a lot of pressure on your relationship that like that is your Mm -hmm. success that is your joy and I think it's centering that relationship yeah instead of centering yourself yeah you nailed it nailed it and then I wonder with this DM how much of it is like you feel almost like you owe him a sexual relationship because he's friendly and nice to you Mm -hmm. like because you like him as a friend Mm -hmm. like I've definitely been in that situation before in my life like where we were friends and like I really liked talking to him and so I felt like almost like I owed him that Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. Well, why shouldn't I be like, you know, into him if he is so nice to me? But like, you don't owe, first of all, you don't owe anybody anything except for respect. Mm -hmm. But you fucking never owe a man sex. You never owe him sexual attraction. You never even owe him a kiss. A thousand percent. And listen to that gut. That could be confusing. And I have guys who (laughs) I've like wanted to call on the phone and then been like, oh, no, do I like them? (laughs) <laughs> but I do think there's always a little sexual attraction in a guy-girl friendship. Like, either he likes you, and that's been hard sometimes. And there's, you can also like someone to the point that, but you'd never date them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you can like being with them, but you're like, I know I, I, 
this wouldn't work out long term. And ultimately, people get hurt when you start getting physical sometimes when you deep down yes. don't are not really into it. Yeah, that's true. So I don't know with this. It sounds like Block you em. are not. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you just be his friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Having male friends is wonderful. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it is. It's a blessing. I mean, they're the worst, but they, they can be great. Yeah, sometimes. And like, just leave it at that. Don't don't feel pressured. But if you're curious, if there's even a little part of you that's like, maybe if I sat down with him in a date setting and like, you know, maybe he like touched my hand a little or like maybe if he kissed me, like I'm kind of interested to see what that would be like. Mm-hmm. Then go for it. Mm-hmm. Why, you know, why not? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the biggest proponent proponent of just like going on the date, like especially when it comes to like dating apps. I just go like I good for you. <laughs> sometimes not not like enough build up happens. Like when I met the guy that I'm talking to now, <laughs> I kind of was just like, wait, I like don't know anything about this guy. I don't know why I agreed. No, to Ellie, do this. That's so good, because, you know, when you'll talk to someone for two weeks and you make up in your Ugh. head and also you've learn so much about them that by the time you have the first date you don't have those like fun initial questions you're like so and then sometimes you get there and you don't like how he carries himself or like his energy's just off and you're like i'd never gravitate towards this person i didn't know anything about him and i also was like what i don't even know how tall he like he could be yeah five foot four and i have no idea you wasted two weeks just for a couple dopamine hits on a fake person like i'm not (laughs) i'm not into that so so if you have any curiosity go go on the date what is the worst thing that happens you're like not into it Mm -hmm. do it say thank you for the date do it for the plot as they say also Mm. i think for girls in their 20s since i'm a wise 30 year old um if you're in your little 20s (laughs) (laughs) you're in your little 20s people are mirrors for you so the more like different kind Mm -hmm. of people you meet you actually learn more about yourself um, whether it's your mm. likes, your dicks, your dick likes, <laughs> dick your likes. dick likes, your dislikes. Speaking of. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that's true. So, yeah, it sounds like you're not attracted to him. Mm-hmm. And don't beat yourself up about it. Yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You're, there's so many men you're going to not be attracted to <laughs> in your life. I would argue most. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited for the future. You know what's so funny? Have you heard about like compulsory heterosexuality? No. It's called like compat. You should look into it. It's really interesting. I'm not saying that like you sh- in that in like a gay way. I just mean like it's really interesting to read about, especially if you're straight. It's like this idea that because society is so like women find partners because they, you know, we needed it to survive at a certain point mm-hmm. in our lives that many women now are heterosexual just because they don't think there's another option. Like they, mm. they only see like the path forward. It's like you don't have genuine feelings for men or genuine sexual attraction, sexual attraction for men. You just are like mirroring or you're kind of like acting without knowing it. Mm. And there's this thing called the lesbian master doc that if you read through it, I mean, it's been somewhat debunked, but it's still like a good starting place if you're looking into this stuff. And it just says all this stuff like, um, have you ever, you know, had this thought or do this or whatever? And I, I read it out of curiosity and I was like, oh, I'm so attracted to men. That <laughs> sucks. <laughs> I am straight. I, you didn't know where that was going, did you? That's so interesting. No, that's so interesting. But the reason I was bringing that up is like, yeah, there's definitely so many men you're not going to be attracted to. But like also... Maybe. <laughs> Maybe look into compulsory heterosexuality. Well, that's fascinating because, yeah, men don't have the same, like, thing where they center their lives around relationships. So it makes sense mm-hmm. that more women would just, like, subconsciously feel like this is just what you do. It's like so many women where they're just like, wait, you guys enjoy sex? Because, like, a lot of the times... Yeah, it's like... A lot yes. of times we don't enjoy <laughs> sex, too. So it gets complicated. Yeah, true, You true. know? It's confusing because there are definitely times I have not enjoyed sex. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, mm-hmm. I enjoy it. Yeah. I like doing it. Yeah, so it's it's good to look deeper into stuff. I also saw a TikTok that was really funny where someone was like, I feel like straight women and straight men just hate each other right now. So what are we doing? Why are we even doing this? <laughs> I saw that TikTok too. It's like so many straight men don't even like women. And also women are now like, fuck those guys. Yeah. Fuck that shit. It's like, what are we doing? There's a book that's out. I feel like you seem like the reader of the two of us. I don't know if you've read it, but it's called <laughs> How to Date Men When You Hate Men. And actually, men when you hate men. Yeah, I, yeah. I bought it. I never read it. But I was in that Iconic. place where I was like, especially white men I really hate right now. But I'm also so attracted to them. And I'm really battling my own inner demons right now. It's tough. <laughs> you just need to find one, guys. You just need to find one. 
<laughs> yeah, but it's so hard to find somebody that like is not like an obvious sociopath and like <laughs> respects you. Like <laughs> is nice to his mom. Like, you know, there are just things. Ah, but they all have flaws. Oh my god, I have a whole stand-up bit about like watching Disney taught us to be attracted to the most narcissistic douchey guys that have like <laughs> the most punchable faces and stupid hairdos. But like that we literally were just like Hey, raised. don't say that shit about Prince Eric. Do not Okay, Prince Eric not. wanted to fuck a fish, but like I digress. Um <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful blue eyes. There was weird stuff happening going on. <laughs> Who was your who was your first like cartoon crush? Like you can ima- remember being like, oh yeah, that okay, cartoon. I hot. joke about it, but like I was into Bugs Bunny swag. Like he had swag, <laughs> and he's like, "What's up, Doc?" Like Bugs Bunny didn't give a shit. No, I get it. I get it. It's kind of like the the fox from Robin Hood. Like he had that little something yes. going on too. And then like I don't know why we both said animals, but I also you know. Yeah, I know if we're not doing animals, I. I don't know why this came up. Do you remember Johnny Bravo, which is so Johnny Bravo? <laughs> I love douchebags. Johnny Bravo. Oh my god! I, I was like the girl dating the stupid college football athletes. Like that was the guys I dated. <laughs> Johnny Bravo. I do remember Johnny Bravo. Um, I had a thing for Zuko from mm-hmm. Avatar. That was like I still oh. do. I like will rewatch Avatar and be like, he's so broken, but I could fix him. Was he the main like, guy? <laughs> No, no, God. Um, no, he was the one with the scar. He was in the Fire Nation. He was kind of evil in the beginning. <laughs> Whatever. I was saying, um, do you know in Do- in ne- Finding Nemo, the tank, the the guy with the scar, the sexy scar fish? Hot. I know exactly like, what you're talking about. He's seen some shit. He's a bad boy. <laughs> if you say the hot fish from Finding Nemo, everyone knows what you're talking about. Like they drew him hot. It's not our fault. He he was like Justin Bobby with a, sc- a scar on his face. Yeah, he's seen some shit. He just listen. It's not my fault that they draw characters hot. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, it, that's, that's not on me. I also had a total crush on Peter Pan. Like, that was a thing for me. I still oh. am kind of into, like, twink-looking guys, too. Yeah. So, like, I could that makes that. sense for me. I could totally see that. He pulled <laughs> yeah. off his unitard. He pulled it off. He's cute. And, like, he was like, I can take you away from here. And he had confidence. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got I it. I could see you in, like, a yeah. Tinkerbell cosplay type thing. Totally. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I played Tinkerbell in a play when I was eight. I see that for I you. I see that for you. Appreciate it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we've gone on several tangents here. Um, should we get into our final DM? Yes. Yes. So let's get into that. I remember all things must pass. All right. So this DM says, I recently had a random TikTok go viral and strangers made a bunch of comments basically speculating on my life and calling me a bad person based on a 10 second TikTok about my boyfriend. I know it shouldn't bother me. They don't know me or my relationship, but it does. How do you stay secure in yourself while knowing your public reputation might be bad? This is from Michelle. This is such a heavy question, but Mm. I'm going to open with something that's really hard, but it's a quote that says, finding peace is being okay with other people misunderstanding you, which is a hard place to get. It's a really hard place to get but to. But it's, yeah. it's nice to know that like that is a thing and like the goal is not to make everyone understand you. It's being at peace with being misunderstood. However... My biggest fear ever, like before I went on reality TV, was like people meeting me at a party or like, and I was obsessed with them, Mm -hmm. like seeing me for me, like knowing that I was funny and knowing that I was like kind and knowing that I was like, yeah, like fun. And I've gotten to the point where I realized like it's just an energy you give off. You can't like, people don't remember what you say, they remember how they make you feel. And also, some people you can't force anything with. Your people will find you. Um, on a larger scale, people are jealous that your TikTok went viral. People are <laughs> projecting their own relationships on your relationship. These people don't know you. And I think it's being at peace with who you really are and then finding the joy in being that and knowing your people will find you. And there's going to be tons of people. People will tell me, not everyone's going to like you, but that feels oversimplified. Like, as in, people are going to think you're shitty. It's more like, people are just not going to connect with you, you know? And that's okay. Not that they don't like you, but they're not connecting. And I think for this girl, like, 
the world back then never had these kind of technologies where you could know how 50,000 people view you based on a 10 second <laughs> video. So this is not human. Right. Your brain is not meant to deal with this stuff. So this is hard. But being self-aware that it's a fucked up thing and having a good circle of people who do understand you is like my best advice. It's so hard because I think in any no matter who you are and no matter what your circumstances are, you're going to find yourself in a situation at one point in your life where people think something about you that is not that doesn't feel congruent, like doesn't mm. feel like that's who I am. Mm -hmm. Even if it's like, OK, like in college, like I had like a bad reputation in college and it, it was really hard for me to not either a capitulate to that and feel like, OK, well, if they think that I'm, you know, a slut or they think that I'm mean or they think I'm this, then I'll just be that mm -hmm. because fuck it, whatever. Um, to either do that or to just like constantly feel like I had to like overcompensate in being nice and doing being a doormat and just doing everything. I'll drive you to the library. I'll take you here. I'll make you cookies like mm -hmm. and like really try to force everyone to see you the way you see yourself when. You feel like there's almost no point, mm -hmm. like. I think it's easy to get lost in the feeling of like what everybody else thinks must be true because if they're all seeing it, then it must be true about me. Yeah. When like that's not the case. That just isn't true. What, what other people are seeing of you. I mean, you know who you are. No one can tell you who you are. Yeah. I had a specific painful experience where I had like two great seasons on a reality TV show where like people yeah. really liked me, which part of me also was like, OK, you guys don't know me, but thank you. This is nice that you like this, like <laughs> this short version of whatever story they're telling right. about me. And then I had a season where like a lot of things were not shown and I was depicted in a way where people were judging me based off of like literally what didn't even actually happen in a lot of yeah. the circumstances. So I obviously knew like it wasn't me, but you're just battling this public beast. But also this happens, I think, in a lot of smaller social situations that could be equally as painful. Mm -hmm. Like you break up with a guy, then he tells all your friends that you're a type of way. Yeah. And when you speak up on it, you sound offensive and crazy. Or you have a friend that you're going to fight with. And there's a lot of like narcissistic, yeah. abusive relationships where their job is to make everyone think that you're the worst. And I've been part of that in public and private. <laughs> So a lot of it is is really understanding that you can't control people's views of you. And my answer to it has been humor. And for this girl specifically, it sounds like you had a probably a funny video that you did. Maybe you're making fun of him or whatever. Use that humor now to express how you're feeling about your life being judged in 10 seconds. Um, that's how I would. I love to create. And that's how I deal with my anxiety about the world. <laughs> so sometimes you have to find the laughter and humor of this insane world we have where people just want to judge you off social media and then say things to hurt you. Yeah, which is a, such an insane thing. I also try to remind myself when it comes specifically to social media, it's like, what kind of fucked up person do you have to be to like, comment on a stranger's tiktok and be like um your boyfriend's obviously cheating on you like what <laughs> <laughs> that is an amazing point and i forgot about that because that makes me feel better a lot of the time these are crazy numbers like let's say she had three thousand comments of people saying he's a cheater you just see yeah. these numbers and that's super scary but if you were to click on these people and look at them i'm telling you you wouldn't want to be friends with them. And like, they're not the cool girl you'd meet in the bathroom and hype up. They're like <laughs> the guy in a basement who hates his life. And this sounds like I shouldn't know this, but I do like click on these people's photos for a second and you'll know, oh, this isn't someone that like aligns with me in any way. And mm. I, it's like, fuck those people. For me, I've had trouble because I'm a comedian. So I like need to sell tickets so I can't tell everyone to go fuck themselves. <laughs> you can't. You can't tell everyone to go fuck themselves, no matter how good it would feel. But keep, don't abandon yourself, like you said, and become what they're trying to be. Like, get that toxic shit out of here. Surround yourself with positive people and then try to create based on your truth. I mean, having a bad reputation is not easy. No. Just ask my lord and savior, Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. It's not easy to have... <laughs> everybody think poorly of you. But what did she do? She created. She did create, but like she kind of tried to lean into it with the reputation era. And I think she realized once she kind of got that out that she was like, oh, actually, no, I'm just going to fucking ignore it. And then she got into her lover era. 
you know? Yes, you're so right because I've tried to battle it. I've tried to go on podcasts mm-hmm. and be like, this is what I'm really like. And like, no one wins because the people who didn't like you were never going to like They're you. Never they just gonna finally like got you. an excuse. Because they don't and, actually care. You and know? you're not going to see all the people that watched your video and thought that's funny and then just went on with their life. And I wish that I had known, like, thought about this, like, um, when I was in a situation where I, like, had this bad reputation and really felt bullied and really felt alone. I wish I had had somebody to tell me, like, those people never were going to, like, think positively. If they were, like, that inclined to believe this about you, mm-hmm. they're not your friends. Oh, my they God. They are not your friends, you know? I'll, I'll replay things in my head. Like, I wish I did this differently and that mm-hmm. differently. It's like, no, 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 that situation, those people were going to not like you. And they were going to try to hurt you regardless. And yes. you don't realize how life works so much easier when you find the people who want to see the best in you. Like, I feel so bad for, like, you being stuck in a school with specific people that that <laughs> was your whole life. Yes. And that was it when you didn't know that, like, oh, you were in the wrong place for you weren't aligned. <laughs> yes, you know? I wasn't aligned. Yeah, I just wasn't with people who wanted to believe the best in me. But you could feel like you're the wrong one. Yeah, because actually, if everybody yeah. else is thinking this, then I'm like gaslighting myself into thinking that, no, it's actually me. I must be the person because I feel crazy right now that everyone oh believes God. this. Is that actually I, what happened? Yeah. I like that we're using it now, like in real life, like friend groups, because I think social media happens, but it's more relatable in life. Like the second yeah. two or three people say something about you, people immediately think it's yeah. true when yeah. there's numbers behind it. And it's really hard. But believe me, the people who love you see through all that shit. Mm-hmm. Like they see through the bullshit. And it just also teaches you how like happiness is not just waiting around for everyone to like you. That's not what life is about. Life is about so being hard. okay with yourself. It's so hard, but think I about like... I want everyone to like me, but they don't. I I think what <laughs> happened to me is I, I had like a like bad era. I had my, my bad era that Taylor Swift had where right. it brought out all the demons and all the anger and I had my ego death. And then I was yeah. like, oh, I'm still here. Yeah. I'm still, like they can't, they, ne- they never took away me. Yeah. Like, you yeah. can fuck with all my reputation and all that shit, but I'm still me. And you can't hold that down. You have to learn to find validation from yourself because mm. at the end of the day, you are born alone, you die alone. Like, your own best friend is always going to be you because you're the person mm-hmm. who's been there with you from day one. You know who you are. You know what the fuck happened. You know what the fuck you said or what you did. And you know when you did something wrong, but also, like, you have to, like, love yourself through those things. Otherwise, yeah. And it's also, who would you rather go to sleep at night? The girl who like tried to create something and people judged her for it and was just being herself or the person that commented to bully someone online? Do you want to be them going to sleep at night? You keep doing you. Congrats on your video going viral. And <laughs> and yeah, live in your fucking truth. Yeah, seriously. Like, it's going to be okay. And I know how hard it is to like find that like self-love that because it's I think the idea that every single day you wake up and you just have to be like, I love myself and I'm the best. That's there are days I wake up and I'm like, you stupid bitch. Like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. for the most part, I have like a mantra that it's like, I know who I am. No one can tell me who that is. I know who I am. And that has really helped me through the years to like really stay true to who I am and like not be bothered by what people think about me. And also who you are is always evolving. So let's say the worst Mm -hmm. possible thing happens to you, like literally the worst. It's everything is temporary. So like in a year, it's like the old Ellie can't come to the phone right now. She's (laughs) dead. So like whatever, whatever you've experienced, know that like it is temporary and People can try to label you who you were before or something that happened to you before, but you always have the chance to reinvent yourself and grow and learn. And you should be growing and learning every day. Just realizing things. Just the year <laughs> of realizing things. You should be a different person today than you were a year ago. I, I, no matter how old you are, you should. Moral of the story, be your own muse. <laughs> yeah, be your own muse. Like, um, you know what I mean? Things like that. So, <laughs> Well, Hannah, Miss Hannah. <gasps> Um, I love you so much. Before we go, I like to do a song of the week, just something to like bring us the vibe, like what's our muse for the week? <gasps> How should we feel going into it? So if you have a song that you've been listening to that's kind of been your jam, your vibe, would love to add that to the playlist. Okay, so this is kind of interesting because I've been watching the Kanye documentary 
on Netflix and I highly recommend people watch it. It's it's like weird feeling because he's being like super <laughs> intense online and going through a lot of shit. Problematic stuff is happening, but you're seeing his era of like when no one believed in him and he was coming up and yeah. and going from a producer to becoming a rapper and it's like I don't want to say the old Kanye, but it's this beautiful time where you actually learn about someone who manifested the shit out of life when they didn't have like a lot of things given to them. And so I've been listening to Through the Wire with Kanye West. And that song is just like when he got hit by a car and he broke his jaw. And that was right when he was supposed to do his first rap video. And like things were looking really dark for him. So it's like interest. It's an interesting time for Kanye. And I want to just put that out there. Okay, that's a great addition. It makes me feel a little bit weird that my song of the week is Crash My Car by Coin. But... um, (laughs) Oh my God, the universe is crazy today, you guys. The universe said, okay. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's the song. It puts me in a good mood. I like to listen to it when I'm going to the grocery store. makes me feel like I'm the protagonist of an indie movie, which is like kind of the vibe that I always want to (laughs) have. So (laughs) Every time you look out any window. (laughs) And I'm like, yes. (laughs) All right, my loves. Thank you so much for listening. Hannah, where can they find you? I'm Being Burns, B-E-I-N-G-B-E-R-N-Z on Instagram and TikTok and Twitter. And go to hannahburner.com for my stand-up. I'm coming to Charlotte, Atlanta, Denver, Austin. And Ellie, I love you so much. You are like the smart, relatable, strong voice of our generation. And I love you so much. I love you more. And guys, um, you can follow me on social media at holy underscore Schnitt on Twitter and Ellie underscore Schnitt on Instagram. Feel free if you liked the show to subscribe, leave a you know review, give me some positive feedback would be really, really helpful. <laughs> um, if you want, I think I maybe had my first ad this week or maybe last week. But in any case, um, clicking on those links is the easiest way to support me. So I'd really appreciate that. And yeah, I love you guys so, 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 so much. As always, have a good day. Have a good night wherever you are, whatever you're doing. I hope it's a good one. And I'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Late Night Drive with Ellie and Michaela is brought to you by BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. <laughs> Visit BetterHelp.com slash LND today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-N-D.